2: Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.
0: You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson.
2: Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 95. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary with Mitch Anderson. Mitch, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm all right.
1: Uh, my kids are not doing that great. There's a whole lot of downstairs not fun happening in this household so oh no we'll see if this guy's going to work tomorrow because it's so far not looking like it yeah that's never fun it's one after like right now my wife is usually sleeping at this time but she's on kind of like potty lookout we're just waiting for a child okay. to go like mama I do I leave caca. and you're like you run going oh my god they're gonna like explode in their bed sheets and then they get on the toilet and nothing happens
2: it's just, that's always how it goes. Yeah, right?
1: and then, anyways, it's a, it's a gross situation right now, but you know, that's what happens. And it just they were supposed to go play soccer tonight, and it, we got home, absolute chaos, because you gotta get everything ready, and then boom, that happens. On on both of them, like simultaneously. Unreal.
2: Not a good day in the Anderson <laughs> no, house. No,
1: not a good day. But it well, it ended up being fine. We had dinner, they didn't eat you might eat much it's fine, then we sat down and watched some good old Paw Patrol. It was Quality TV programming. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay.
2: Anyways, what about you? Um, well, I was going to complain about my allergies, <laughs> but now I kind of feel bad after that. Uh, if it makes you feel any
1: better, uh, you can complain about that because today at work, we had a meeting from 8 o'clock till 12.30, actually 12. And then we left to go for a quote-unquote picnic because it's public service week. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we went and had sandwiches out in the park till like three o'clock and then I went home.
2: Wow. Okay. That's a nice half day. Yeah, it was of. a
1: great half day. And even then it was like, it was a planning session, but like we just vented for four hours. So go ahead and complain. I Cause I didn't
2: have a hard day before that. Okay. Well, it's just basically, I can't breathe through my nose <laughs> and then like m- some mucus or something is getting stuck on my throat. I, I don't, it's disgusting. I'm blowing my nose, coughing up stuff Every year around this time, my allergies get really bad from the pollen, and I've been struggling the last like three days. It's this time of year where like everything is coated in this like light film of
1: green. Oh, you see it in the puddles, you see it on your car, and you're just oh,
2: that's going in my nose. It's in your lungs. It's good times. Yeah, so I'm struggling a little bit. The voice isn't as strong as usual, so but I'm gonna power through. And uh, we have a pretty good episode for you. But before we get started, do you have an edition for no, us at 95? Not 95. Okay. 96, we got one. Not 95. Okay. So we'll just call so we'll this like off. the
1: bodily function edition.
2: All right. <laughs> or you know what? I want to I wanna call it the Matt O'Leary edition because 95 is the year out There playing. you go. 95. So. God damn and I like making Mitch feel really old. <laughs> My hair is white enough as it is. <laughs> All right, Mitch. So let's get this thing rocking and rolling and talk about some trade rumors. Obviously, this is the month that this stuff happens the most. We get a lot of rumors, but it makes sense because free agency is right around the corner. The draft is right around the corner. So stuff starts to start. Stuff start. I that's way too many S's. <laughs> Things begin to there happen. You <laughs> there we go. <laughs> around this time. So two names that being that are uh, being floated around are Nick Letty, which was pretty expected. Yep. But this next one's a little bit of a surprise to me, and that's Thomas Hickey is also being floated around.
1: Yeah, well let's just preface this by it. it's the fourth period, and the fourth period is usually kinda not around until this time of year. Uh, And it's not to say that they're not reputable and they they don't get things right necessarily. They do have sources. Um, It's just, it's fun. Uh, Not that great, I guess, instead of saying fun, that they just kind of come around now. This is usually when you hear a lot about David Pagnotta and you don't hear about him for the other 12 months of the year. Or 11, I should say. That's true. Um, But I'm not so
2: surprised by Thomas Hickey. Well, I just don't know what you're going to be able to get for Thomas Hickey. Anything. He's not he's coming off a really
1: brutal not year not 2.5 million dollars on the cap for the next 3 years.
2: Okay. And if that's not I a mean, huge number. No, not or not at all. That's probably pretty fair for a third pairing defenseman. Yeah, sure,
1: absolutely. But the idea here is just do we even need him and are we is he a guy that you should be scratching? Yes, he had a bad year, but you know, he didn't really play in a situation I guess that um suited him I suppose playing with Nick Letty like those are both two left-handed Ds, so one of those guys is playing out of position Um mm-hmm. so that that didn't bode well for him or Nick Letty uh, he was injured a lot but you know you can't really blame him for getting injured it's not like he ran himself in the boards no. um But if you can get something for him, if you can get like a third, a fourth, fifth, sixth round pick, even a seventh, I don't even care, anything. If you can get anything for him, you do it. You save $2.5 million on the cap, not like the Islanders need it, but if they're going big game fishing in in free agency, you know, every dollar helps. Uh, And you know what, like, we don't necessarily need him. When you have some of the depth that we have defensively in the system, you
2: don't necessarily need him around. Could... I guess the question is, could Sebastian Aho do that? What Thomas Hickey did at what less, more than half the price? Yeah, so he's got a seven hundred seventy
1: thousand dollar cap hit. Ah! Excuse me, I'm God. sneezing. Uh, My less... God, I couldn't reach the fader. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so little seven hundred seventy thousand cap hit. Uh, I I definitely think that Sebastian Aho could do a job.
2: Right, or pick a name out of a hat and the Bridgeport Sound Tigers lineup. Yeah, absolutely. And like,
1: he's probably going to sit on on the scratch pad most nights. Yeah. Which, which is fine. It's Sebastian Ajo. And he's learning. He's only 23. Uh, there are f- six other guys that are better than him right now, as it stands. That's assuming we keep Nick Letty. So yeah, I'm perfectly fine with him coming up and getting the opportunity to, you know, move around with the club, be part of the club, and then, you know maybe put in a good, like, 20, 25 games at least during the season. Yeah, mix them in a little yeah. bit. And it's going to be a better option than having Lucas Pizzi out there. Like, if someone goes down or gets, you know, needs, like, a, a day of maintenance, you can put in Sebastian Ajo and you know he'll do a job.
2: Yeah, and you could th- theoretically do the same thing with Thomas Hickey, too. I think it's just the fact that, like we said, you could probably get a cheaper version and potentially even better because, yes... In years gone by, you know, I was a fan of Thomas Hickey. I thought he was a good third pairing guy. But this year, for whatever reason, I just don't think it worked for him. No, it didn't work. And but
1: it doesn't mean it can't work next year, right? There's nothing to say that he can't be good going forward. But I think for the Islanders, they may be looking for more flexibility in terms of bringing people in, and maybe that that, that gives them that flexibility to bring in someone maybe a little bit stronger. Maybe it's not even bringing in Sebastian Aho. Maybe they look to free agency and they're saying. All right, there's some left-handed D's that we would rather bring in. Let's bring in that guy.
2: I guess
1: you could, right? So and it's not to, like it's not to say that the, the, you move Hickey now you're allowed to you, you're allowed to bring in Eric Carlson, although he's a righty. Uh, but I think you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I mean, that's not that's either. not the swap they're looking to make. Like, oh, we move Hickey, perfect. We have all that cap space to bring in a Norris Trophy winning defenseman.
2: Yeah, I don't think that would really make a whole lot of sense. Um, maybe if you used Nick Letty, who I guess we could talk about now, yeah. as a trade chip for a top six, def- uh, the top six forward. <laughs> I don't, my mind just went to a pretzel. I'm sorry. It's all the allergy medication you've been taking today. <laughs> Probably too much Benadryl for go. me today. Um, unless maybe you move him for a top six piece, and you still have money left. Maybe at that point. You could convince me? Yeah, I guess. But, like,
1: if you're bringing in a top six piece, either they're they are already signed or you're going to sign them, I guess is the only really two options you have. Mm-hmm. And the contracts they have probably aren't going to be less than what Nicoletti's making.
2: No, but if it's, like, a $1 or $2 million difference... Right, then... You can maybe justify it. Sure, absolutely, for sure. Like
1: the only reason we're moving Nick Letty is so we can bring in top six presence. If you can move Nick Letty and bring that guy in, like you, I know you've brought up Brian Nugent Hopkins. That's a great pick. That's another five hundred thousand dollars on the cap, but you got a guy who could play on the left and center. Sure, that's pretty good. First overall pick. There's talent there. He can do a job on the second line. Uh, I did one for Jonathan Drouin just yesterday. That's one that I am very interested in. That's something that we can get I done like one that. for one. I'm down. That's a 53-point player at least.
2: How many years does he have left on his deal?
1: Three, I believe, at five and a half. And he's 24, so he'll just go into free agency at the end of it. Unrestricted free agency, that is.
2: Yeah, I would I would do that. I definitely would.
1: And then there's trade rumors out there for Nicola Ehlers. Like, that's the guy who's put up 60 points. He's on a $6 million deal that he just signed, I believe. He might be in the second year. So I think he's
2: got five years left. I've cap friendly open. Why don't I just? It's either look it five. Up? Uh, he might have. He honestly might have six years left on that deal, Mitch. I th- I feel like it's a long. Think time. you're right. Uh, yes,
1: six years. He is in the second year, but it's a six-year deal. One, two, three, four, five, six. Sorry, seven-year deal that he signed with a six million dollar cap hit.
2: Okay, so you might have to throw in more than just Nicoletti in that deal. Well, the thing but is, the
1: thing is, you it. probably won't. He may not count for Nick Letty because I don't. I don't imagine that they'll want him. But that's a five hundred thousand dollars saving on the cap for um, uh, the Winnipeg Jets, who are in a little bit of cap trouble right now.
2: Oh yeah, they absolutely are. And if they're
1: not keeping Jacob Truba, you know, you bring in Nick Letty. It's not a one for one, but it's pretty close.
2: Yeah, that, yeah, that's pretty. They're comparable, I guess, would be the way. They play a similar style-ish.
1: Like, from what I understand, or not understand, I've seen him play a few times, but Truba's a bigger guy, isn't he? Uh, he plays a heavier style of hockey. He's younger by a couple of years. He's 25. Oh, yeah. uh, he's right-handed, so that's that's an issue, uh, whereas Nicoletti is not. So yeah, He's 6'3", 202. Nicoletti is not that. I believe Nicoletti's like 6'1", 185 or something like that. So it's not, not a huge difference, but it's still a difference.
2: Right, and Nick Letty's not really using the body. He's nah. Going to, you're going to use his speed yeah. to his advantage. Right.
1: Now, Nick Letty's two oh seven. So, Okay. But, and 28 years old. Uh, three years. Okay. But, like, there are options out there, and there, there are people who could use a Nick Letty.
2: Sure, and it's not... Well, yeah, he had a couple of bad years in a row, but Nick Letty is still a valuable piece to most NHL teams
1: he did have a couple of bad years and i i really struggle with that it's is it that he is now a bad player or is it just he had a couple of bad years and like a change of scenery could just pop that right back out
2: i'm not ready to say that Nicoletti's done I, he's only 28 like you feel like he still has time to turn that around he's too talented not to in my it
1: would opinion. just seem strange that he's all of a sudden done in december of 28 what 2017 was it yeah, 2017. Like he was October, November of 2017. He was on fire and then pff, fell off the cliff like a lemming. <laughs> Why? What the heck happened? What changed? Yeah, and he hasn't been able to come back since. Did he get hurt? If so, go fix it. Go fix it today. You know You know what? We'll, we'll keep you if you're we can put you on LTIR at that point if we really need to. But go fix it. Get that surgery done if you are indeed hurt. I'm not saying he is. It just it just boggles my mind that it's just kind of so sudden. It seems, that just done. He's not the same player.
2: Yeah, he's really he really isn't. Um, but I don't think that's a permanent thing.
1: That's why I struggle with it because it it can't be. But why did it happen? Why is it that he's what he is now? Because it just it again it seems so sudden. Usually, when a player is no longer the same, it's because they're injured and they're a little bit more cautious in doing what they used to do. But that's not the case. He didn't get injured.
2: If he was if he was thirty one years old, then maybe I'm saying okay, maybe this is going to be the Nick Letty for the rest of his career. Sure. but he's still in the prime of his career. He's
1: only twenty. He just turned twenty eight in March.
2: Like he's yeah. So he was twenty six when it started to go bad. For that's him. that's you're right. That's prime years for a defenseman. I don't know. I, I don't get it.
1: But we could definitely trade him because teams will be looking for him because they know like there's something there. Yes, he had a couple of off years. And even that, that negative 42, like that was just a terrible, uh, like a crap defensive team. Crappy defensive
2: team. Yeah, that's, yes, some of it's on him, but also it's just because of Everything that went on around around him at the he time he was playing on like two. what
1: twenty seven minutes a night on a and again a crappy defensive
2: team. You got yeah. So obviously he's gonna be on for a Brandon
1: long. Davidson popping in ogs all day. So like that'll kill your your the tank, plus minus. Thank God.
2: <laughs> I forgot about Brandon Davidson. Yeah,
1: he was a, a plus minus zero this year. So if you're looking at it like he was terrible because he was a negative forty two, well, he was a fine defender this year because he was a you know a flat zero. Although, to be fair, 26 points instead of the forty that around 40 that he puts up. That's a drop-off.
2: Yeah, it is a little bit of a drop-off. But I definitely think that we hit on why both players could be moved and also what they'd be looking for. It is that you are looking for a forward. They have a ton of depth on the blue line, which is why they could afford to move on from an NHL-caliber defense.
1: Yeah, again, your top four is... Uh, Pelic, Pulak, Taves, Mayfield. I know we're we're still talking about bringing in Dobson. <laughs> Again, he's yeah, a righty, though, but... And your boy, Chuck. Boy, Chuck is still around, right? So, like, there are players there. This You don't need Nick Letty, necessarily, especially if he's going to be this 26-point player. If he's going to be your horse on, on the blue line to put in, you know, 25 minutes a night and, and bring you 45, 50 points, sure, but it's, it's quite clear that Barry Tross believes that is Ryan Pulak now. It is no longer Nick Letty. And so at this point, it should be Nick Letty, go find yourself a place to go. Like Maybe it's Arizona. Arizona could probably use a guy like him. Right? him, all OEL. That'd be amazing.
2: Yeah, that'd be a pretty nice one-two punch. Who do
1: you bring back? I don't know, maybe Galchenyuk? I, I'm throwing names out there. I'm, I'm, I've done no looking into it. Obviously, he didn't have a great year last year, but I'm just throwing names out there.
2: It's an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what this, this. This what, that's what this time of year is all about. Ben Edril is doing at. a number on you, buddy. I know.
1: I'm slowly <laughs> dying here. Uh, okay, but it, I think those are the, the two big trade chips for the Islanders this year.
2: Yeah, probably. I would think those two guys as being one of the ones who are more likely to be moved makes sense. And and return
1: something, right? Like, you can see Joshua Sang being moved. You could even see Anthony Bovillier being moved. But they ain't going to return nearly as much as what Nick Letty's going to give.
2: Oh, no. Absolutely not. So, yeah. It's all right. All right. Let's get into some Bodie Wilde and the OHL. So what we wanted to talk about with this is obviously Bodie Wilde made the switch. Played in the OHL, 62-game season for him. So, does the number of games that a prospect plays in a season, is that important to their development? I would
1: say so. Um, So, obviously, what we're doing here is we're contrasting the NCAA, or the college, I should say, the college experience, because it's not all the NCAA, uh, and and essentially OHL or or major junior. And the the number of reps, and, and Bodie Weil went on the radio in Montreal, where he's from. Uh, well, where he was not, I'm, I'm going to say born. I believe he was born in Montreal and then moved to Minnesota afterwards. Um, he went on radio and said, "Like that's that's what I credit towards my development. It's just the number of reps." And he said it four times: reps, 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 because he can get thirty to forty games playing college, where you can get double that playing for the OHL. Like he played sixty-two regular season games, but he went to the third round of the playoffs. That's another what at least twelve games. So
2: yeah, minimum there. We're talking right?
1: seventy four minimum. That's
2: yeah, probably closer to eighty. That's a full season. Though. Yeah,
1: and playing important games against, I would say, higher quality uh, opponents, competition. Yeah, and, and you're yes. playing. You're getting into that routine of hockey one day off, one day hockey, hockey. Like you're getting into like that NHL routine of things. Yes, you're not studying. That that's a key factor. You're not you're not at studies. So if that's something that's important to you, don't even think about this because that that, that study should be the primary. But if for, for some players, the studies isn't that important and it's not to say they don't value education, but they believe that their path is to the NHL, then there's, there's no
2: need. No, I agree with you. And I'm going to take the experience from uh, what Jimmy Vesey said. Mm-hmm. He said that the biggest adjustment for him coming out of college was the difference in the amount of games that they played. And that was the hardest thing for him to get used to. So to me, I think that well, I'll I'll say it like this. If I was in the situation where I was good enough to probably be an NHL player, I wouldn't go to college. I would go to one of the Canadian leagues and play because then you're playing 60, 70 games. And at that point, that's pretty darn close to nhl scheduling and you want to prepare yourself for the nhl i think that is the better path for that rather than going to college where competition isn't nearly as good and then you're only playing half a season essentially Mm -hmm. uh i'm with you and i think that that caveat that you made is important that if you
1: have if you're a top tier player yeah you do that if you're like a six round pick like like Anders Lee or, or Nick Pastujov was he a 6th round maybe a 4th round he was a 6th or 7th round pick for the Islanders in 2014 I'm going to say you go to the college route and you see what happens you play it if that's if you're an American anyways you, you go that route there's no net there's no real reason to go the um, the OHL unless you get drafted anyways or, or QM or whatever you want uh, it just right. makes sense yeah do it do it and if you play well great you can still make it if you play well there You know, you can still come out of there putting up 35 points and people are going to say, all right, well, that's a point per game player. Uh, But for these top end prospects who are looking to not take the long route to the NHL, but more of a direct route. Yeah, it absolutely makes sense to go to the OHL or sorry, not the OHL, the CHL, I should say. Bodie Wild, or not Bodie Wild, Kiefer Bellows did it just last year, right? When he went to the, or two years ago, when he went to the Portland Winterhawks.
2: That's right, and he obviously didn't have that great of a year at BU. Decided to go to the That's WHL. Wallstrom. Did I say Wallstrom or Bellows? No, you said uh, Wallstrom went to BC. Yes. Oh, right. I said BU. Right. You're right.
1: Sorry. Sorry. My bad. BC, BU. Confused in my head. I had to Benadryl too, I'm going to say.
2: <laughs> I did not. That's okay. Um. So, yeah, with Bellows, he kind of struggled a little bit in college. Then he went and played... Um With the Portland Winterhawks and had himself a really stellar season and then after that, he took the step to the a h l which I think was the right move for him to do at that point too and to me that progression makes a little bit more sense yeah absolutely and and that's the progression
1: that Bodie wild is gonna do uh it, and because he was drafted out of the uh u s national development development program, he doesn't have to follow that same c h l blockade where he can go to the AHL next year even though he's even though he's 19 whereas like someone like Do Dobson can. not
2: Yeah, I would think he does. Why the heck not? Yeah, I'm pretty confident that we're going to see him in the AHL which is to me that I would rather that because then you're one step away from the NHL. Like what if you get off to, theoretically he'd have to jump over a lot of people but if he gets off to a hot start in Bridgeport you're you're pushing, you know, you're getting your name out there and you're close you're one of the next ones up obviously Noah Dobson is probably ahead of him but still but
1: if Noah Dobson isn't already in the NHL he's going to have to go to juniors next year so for a guy that opens the door for a guy like like Wild because who's next up Sebastian Ajo but we already assume he's going to be there in our previous chat when Hickey and Letty go or if Hickey and Letty go
2: right and- or let's say God forbid one or two right-handed defensemen go down with injury yeah then Bodie Wild's right there. Yeah,
1: so is Grant Hutton. I, I think that's one of the guys that he might have to jump, uh, who who just signed a one-year deal with the Islanders, uh, came out of college, had a good year for the University of Miami. University of Miami, Ohio. I guess it's a University
2: of Ohio campus in Miami. <laughs> no. Is it the other way around? I don't know. It's in Ohio. Is it? There's a University of Miami in Miami, Florida, obviously, yes. and then there's a Miami in Ohio. Oh,
1: <laughs> I thought it was like, like the the University no, of Miami had opposite. a campus in Ohio, or the other way around. Are you no, two different. things. Wow, they really wow. Jeez, I am an idiot. That's okay. Uh, so, like, that might be someone he has to jump. But outside of that, David Quenville just you know had an okay year, but he played in ECHL last year. So. Or did he? Yeah, he played in the ECHL with the, with the Railers. 21 points, 55 games. Like, that's a fine year. But yeah. I, I think Bodie Wild easily jumps him. But like you said, at the very least, he's there. He's someone who you can consider. You cannot consider no adoption if he does not make the NHL next season.
2: Which is an interesting point and probably favorable towards Wild now. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So what, what I really wanted to bring out of this is... Is that something that Oliver Wallstrom should have done? I, I don't know if he could, right? I, I don't know if the OHL or anyone in the CHL had his rights already and if he could just easily do that. But it, it, if so,
2: I would imagine they could have found a way to do that. Um, Maybe. it's Well, I probably would have had a more productive season, I would think. Right. It seemed like because he didn't put up good numbers.
1: No. And the second he got to Bridgeport, it seemed like, all right, this is what I wanted to do. I want all day, everyday hockey. And when he finally sat in that environment, it clicked. Right? Seven points in 10 games across both the regular season
2: and the playoffs. It's a pretty damn good return. Right. And it makes sense because he's talented, too. Same thing with Kiefer Bellos. It's just that, I don't know. In collegiate hockey, there's not a ton of scoring, so you're not going to see crazy numbers put up. Yeah, well,
1: you, you guys can't get in that rhythm. Like, There's still good players, right? Jimmy BC was a great player at the college ranks. Uh, Pastor Job that I brought up had a pretty good season this year. Uh But it's just not – you're not in the same rhythm.
2: No. I, I do – I agree with you. And what your original point was, I think it does make a difference if you're playing – not every day, but – in more of a routine, then I think, yeah, you're more likely to develop quicker.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would say. I think so. Well, you're getting more practice. Or is it like a 10,000 hours of practice, you become a professional at something? Yeah. I think, or it's a hundred thousand hours. I probably got the, the one fewer zeros than needed, but you know what I'm trying to say.
2: I know what you're trying to say. And I, I think your point stands. I, I'm with you hundred percent. Practice makes perfect. My, <laughs> So my gym teacher in elementary school, he was an older guy, yeah. and kind of like your stereotypical like gym teacher. If he was on like a really f- trashy sitcom or whatever, okay, yeah, like one of those cliche gym teachers. Right. His line, because everyone says practice makes perfect, good practice makes perfect. Okay. Because if you're just going through the motions, no. But if you're doing a good practice. He was also my football coach, too, in middle school, so he's a bit of a hard up. Yeah, we had a guy like that in middle school. Uh,
1: Monsieur, what the hell was his name? We called him Mr. Clean or Mr. Clean because he was bald, uh, just like Mr. Very Clean was. He always wore white. And he'd always say, focus, focus, in a very heavy French accent.
2: <laughs> that,
1: that was his thing. That was his saying. It wasn't as clever, was that's focused. for sure. He also taught us to like breathe a weird way after we had run. So, after you run in the gym, you inhale with one nostril by blocking. So, you inhale through the left and block the right. And then you exhale with your mouth, and then you flip the nostril around. So, then you inhale with the right, blocking the left. Well, I don't know. You just told us to do that. It helped. It too, so, i was still hyperventilating after running around the gym for two minutes.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like that would actually make your heart rate continue to go up because you're getting less oxygen. But I'm not a science guy. I Nor yet. am I.
1: So you know, good old gym teachers in grade seven and eight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Unreal stuff. Uh, all right. Ready to move on to some Jeff Skinner talk? Yes. All right. So he decided to extend with the Buffalo Sabres. He got himself a lucrative My deal. My God. $9 million a V so he got himself paid a lot of money the unfortunate part is he was probably going to be on the islanders radar if he did hit free agency yeah. so now what that is my question to
1: well panarin number one still like panarin was always yeah. number one but a not so distant second was jeff skinner yeah, a lot of people when when you look at their teams on on armchair GM and that, if you want to shout out to our patron podcast and our all our patrons, uh, who submitted armchair GMs from cap friendly and a lot of them had Jeff Skinner on there, because you could sign him for eight and a half, even if nine. That's probably two million dollars less than you were going to have to pay Artemi Panarin, uh, and that gives you a little bit more flexibility. Yeah. Um. So I think that that really means that Artemi Panarin is target number one
2: will the Islanders be able to get him though that's the thing i if you miss out on him now kind of screwed
1: yeah yeah that's true there's not a whole lot well there, there's still quite a bit out there um, unless you acquire somebody in a trade sure well yeah that that obviously like I'm just trying to bring up free agents here that's why I was kind of stumbling on my words uh, but th- there's still players out there uh, as a UFA. You could still maybe try Mitch Marner. Apparently, he's available. That'd be huge. But I'm not so keen on that. Or Not yeah, that I'm not I so keen. I happening. don't think that's going to happen very. So let's bring this up. update results. Um, oh, I want to sort by points. I could do that. I remember. Sort by cap it. No, sort by. We're going to do this fly on the fly. Points. Points or points per game? Which one do you want? Do you care more about? Points. Okay. Update. Panarin, Duchesne, Pavelski, Nyquist are your top four in terms of production. That's a clear drop off. Yeah. Like Duchesne would be fine.
2: Like, But he's a center though. Center.
1: They do list him as center left wing. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Panarin's a lefty, but he's sh- sorry. He plays <laughs> on the left, shoots right. Doesn't he? Mm-hmm. um. Yes. And then it just goes down from there. You got Zingle, Hayes. Like, the Zingle would be a great one to have, I think. You, know, you got a 56 point player, can get you close to 30 points or 30 goals. Uh, Mike Hoffman would be another one. He's not an RF, or UFA, though. You'd have to trade for him. But when you look at Zingle, he's not going to cost you a lot. Like, his cap hit this year, $1.8 So
2: if you bring in Zingle and maybe. Then you could convince me of going to get Eric Carlson. Yeah, sure. Because you can bring in Zingle at five, even. Maybe not
1: four. Between four and five. And that's a lot less than a Panarin. It's not the same player, obviously. Um, But I I think the point that that you're trying to make is that he was number two, he being Jeff Skinner. And then after that, it's a precipitous drop off.
2: Yeah. So the fact that he's off the board kind of makes the competition for Panarin that much higher. Yes. And raises his price, probably. Uh I don't know if it
1: raises his price so much. Like when you're you're already considering he's an eleven million dollar player, probably, you know, between ten and eleven, there's no way that bumps him up to like Connor McDavid territory because Jeff Skinner signed. I, I don't I don't think that moves his cost up.
2: You don't think teams are gonna get in a bidding war? Uh
1: yeah, but I don't imagine it
2: goes I, I
1: couldn't imagine it goes that high. I really couldn't. I don't think
2: 12, but if he got 11.5, I wouldn't be shocked. That's a lot of money, man. For Artemi Panarin, that's a lot of money. I I agree with you, but it's supply and demand.
1: I, I get it. I get it. You're right. Supply and demand is a thing. But my God, if we're talking about almost Connor McDavid money for a point per game player, holy Hannah.
2: That's what Tavares got last year.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. But he's a center. I
2: guess. And, and arguably
1: right. a top 10 center in the league. All right, yeah. So, whereas Artemi Panarin is not, but you could play him arguably on the left and the right. Is he a top 10 left wing? I would say so, yeah.
2: There you go.
1: So, all right, fair enough. Man, we're talking to ourselves close to $12 million for Panarin. I'm getting angsty. Like, that's a lot of money.
2: It It's a ton of money. It is, but again, what are you going to do you if have not? half the league. Half the league's going to be bidding for him. Whoa. You're not going to get him for $9 million, as much as you might like to. And even though he's probably worth 9 or $10, you are probably going to have to pay 11 or maybe more. Oh, man. That's rough. <sighs> it's either that or the ghost of Joe <laughs>
1: Um Or Matt Zuccarello at 32 years old. Um, yeah, but that, then it, that gets it into a trade market situation where you can get guys like Sod. Right, I read the the Arthur Staple piece today where he talks about options and Brandon Sod is up there. That makes sense. Or we talk ourselves into Nikolai Ehlers, our Ehlers, um, yeah. you know, other guys like that. That's that makes sense. But with through um, trade, you can get just about anyone, theoretically speaking.
2: Yeah, and that maybe trade is a better route.
1: It might it might just be,
2: right? Like, the Islanders have things to give up. Maybe that works. And another thing that I wanted to get to in this Jeff Skinner discussion is, do you think this could affect Anders Lee's negotiations at all? Yes,
1: 100%. I
2: already think it has. It, in his price going up or the amount of years or both?
1: I, I don't think it's the amount of years going up for Lee. I don't think he's going to now go like, I want eight. I think it's going to be now the team goes, oh, crap, we, we, we have to offer him more. And, and we saw that when, when you're just looking at what Arthur Staple has been reporting recently on you know, the innards and the, 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 the talks ongoing, it went from Lou Lamarillo was looking for five, maybe even four years. And the most recent piece he put up, I'm going to say three or four days ago, was the team is now looking between five and six. That, sh- that shifted up by a year after the Jeff, Jeff Skinner tr- uh, uh, extension. Mm -hmm. And and we thought they they should they should meet in the middle at six, but it seems like the team is willing to meet at six and Lee is like standing firm at seven. And I I can't justify seven.
2: No, no, that's going to look real, real bad, real probably quicker than you'd like. Right. Because if it's six years and the last two years are kind of crappy, I feel you could kind of live with that. But if you have three or four crappy years in a row. Not that's not booking that's
1: just it uh and there's also the um the aging curve when it comes to that like uh, w- the article that I posted the aging curve that happens for players in terms of points we know how it goes down but when you look at it uh the one that I brought up was from SB Nation when you look at it based off points or sorry, assists and goals the one for goals is a lot sharper than assists and what does anders lee do more than anything is score goals mm mm-hmm. mhm So if that's going to drop off quicker than assists, then you have a a a a asset that is depreciating quicker than others, and that and you're going to pay more, or sorry, for longer. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that's a good idea.
2: No, that's why I think we. I've been pretty dead set on six years being the max for a long time now. Yeah, I'm still sticking by six years forty two. So if the team's going to meet at six.
1: And Lee doesn't want to budge. That means he, the team, or he might have to, like, not compromise. He might have to compromise by taking a year less. But maybe that means, you know, he, he gets another $500,000. On a six-year deal, yeah. that's $3 million more in your pocket that you didn't have before.
2: Right, maybe that number goes up to 7.5. Yeah,
1: and you get to so stay to with the Islanders.
2: And... I tend to think that this did have an impact on him. You're right. I I don't think it had an impact on him. I think it had an
1: impact on the team. Whereas with the Brock Nelson deal, they don't have to react now, right? They're the ones who set the tone for the market, essentially, for centers in this free agency class because they signed him for six by six, done. They didn't have to worry about whatever happens with Kevin Hayes or whatever happens with Matt Duchesne. But with Andrews Lee... Now they have to worry because it's now we have to react to what happened in the market. It doesn't mean that they have to give him eight by nine, but it means that they have to consider what just took place. Because while they aren't exactly the same player, they're pretty close.
2: It's pretty similar. Yeah, you're right. right?
1: So 101 goals and 102 goals for Anders Lee over the last three years. Yeah, kind of they scary. score at the same rate is three point six five, I think, for Anders Lee uh, over their career, and three no three point six five, yeah, for Lee, and three point six or five nine or something stupid like that for uh, Skinner over their careers. Yeah,
2: that okay. That's kind of interesting.
1: So, like, they they're similar in terms of production. You can say they're not similar in terms of style. Fine doesn't matter as long as you you have put the puck the biscuit in the net x number of times and at the same rate as someone else that's really what i'm looking at and that's what uh, that's what agents and teams are going to look at too
2: oh sure uh, you took the words out of my mouth i was going to say there you know that lee's agent is going to circle that contract and look at those numbers and say look at what my guy does why isn't he going to get 9 million
1: yeah and, like, it, it, they, they fully well don't expect to get nine. And, the, the, you know, if they did, great. But Lula Merlo isn't a dummy. Um, but you got to start high. That's why when you see these arbitration deals and the, the player, like, when Calvin Hahn came in at, like, what was it $5 million and everyone lost their mind? Like yeah, He's got to start from five to whittle them down to three and a half or 4.25 or whatever he got from them eventually in arbitration.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's how it works.
2: You're right. Yeah.
1: So... You're not gonna lowball. yourself. No, that's so stupid. I'm only worth one. All right. Well, we we're gonna give you three, but deal. Like <laughs> mean, that's a stupid thing to do. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it it's, uh, has already had an impact, uh, and I'm growing stressed a little bit. I like if, if he leaves, I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. It's gonna be sad, and it's gonna suck. But I think that that's a loss that the Islanders can get over. Like they got over Tavares; they can get over Anders Lee.
2: Yeah, Tavares, losing Tavares is much should have been tougher of a pill. It should yeah.
1: have been, and it clearly wasn't. So true. And and there are other options out there if you really if you you now have another let's say seven seven and a half million dollars you can play around with. Uh, you want to go search for goal scorers, Let's let's.
2: I would probably. Look at a short-term deal for Wayne Simmons then.
1: Yeah, absolutely. 100%. You give him $5 million, you don't think he's going to scoff at the Like, take that for sure he will.
2: Like, three years, $15 million contract, yeah. maybe.
1: Like, it, that means, like, maybe you, maybe if Joe Pavelski's available, maybe you give him, like, four mil. He put in 38 goals last year. 38 goals at 34 years old. This past yes. year? Really? Scored 64 points. Uh, but, yeah, Wayne Simmons had it was he was making his cap it anyway, so it's three point nine seven five million dollars. his salary was five. You give him a, a two to three or five million dollar deal. who says he doesn't take that? he didn't have a great year the The demand for his services are not high, so you're not going to compete against a bunch of people uh, and you're getting a very similar player yeah, that's for sure you know it doesn't score at the same rate, but who says he can't score close to it
2: that's a good point. I, that's a good shadow uh, by you. Uh, I was just going to say something, and I just completely lost train of my.
1: Although mind. to be fair, Valteri Filppula did score more goals than Wayne Simmons did this year. So I know the the same. He scored the exact same. Seventeen. Yeah. But maybe okay. they bring in Brian Boyle. You know, he's been linked already. He scored eighteen goals this year. True. Only put up six points or six assists, but. <laughs>
2: I don't know. Uh, Simmons could probably bounce back too. I'm not I I could I don't think
1: he's done done. I would say Simmons can have himself another couple of years.
2: He might not score thirty again, but he could probably pop in twenty two. And then
1: what does that do to your power play? Again, it's the same type of player, but we know that he's really good at the power play. Yeah. Doing the same thing, you know, standing in front of the net that Anders Lee was was doing. I would still rather have Anders Lee than Wayne Simmons. But if we're talking ourselves into a situation where, you know, we we let Andersley go because we weren't able to get it done,
2: that's a guy I look at. Yeah, you're right. All right. Uh anything else on this situation?
1: I really want it to get resolved. I really do. I'm like, I need this to be done just just for peace. Just for peace of mind. I want stability again. I wanted to know that we get that we can get the guys we want to get it might take a little bit it might take some work but in the end we get it done yes because now we always have the Tavares thing in the back of our minds going like oh my god is this going to be Tavares 2.0 and I
2: want that narrative to die not to. it's hard for a not to be there
1: yeah well that's just it right because we have nothing telling us otherwise yeah we got a deal done with Brock but was Brock really going to go somewhere else come on we're, definitely we're now, what, the twenty six is when they can start talking to teams? That's literally two weeks from now.
2: Two weeks from today. You're going to be nerve ice. Nerv ice I'm nervous. Nervice for Ice. All right. Want to get into the social segment, bitch? Yes. All right. I got some beef with uh, your country specifically. <laughs> go, go, yeah, let's lump in 38 million people into that. Thanks. Oh, uh, well, I have two. Two things that are both—you know—one of them, but I got two. Oh, really? Two things about.
1: about my country you don't like? Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to say it advance. Sorry. There you go. Got <laughs> the
2: Canadian out of the way. Okay. The first one is hockey, and kind of Islanders related in a sense. You'll see. Okay. So, the Toronto Raptors are in the NBA finals. Correct? That is a fact. That is a Canadian team. That is also a fact. Okay. Toronto's in where Canada? <laughs> yes. Okay, there we go. Just making sure. So, Kevin Durant goes down with an injury in Game 5. Correct. Fans wave, and there is obvious cheers. You can hear it on the broadcast. That is correct. This is the same city, Mitch, that was up in arms when Islanders fans chanted, it's your bedtime and where's your jammies. You can't have it both ways. You can't be upset. At PG chance, and then well, they weren't also, all PG.
1: Let's just let's just be honest. No,
2: there. I would say there, there was one PG- that started 13. with an A and ended
1: with an E <laughs> that happened throughout the game. Right. PG thirteen. Okay, again. fair enough.
2: It was a PG thirteen event, or you have on the flip side someone having a career-altering injury, and you cheering it. Yes. The hypocrisy. Mitch is wild, it drives me
1: nuts. I know i, I tweeted it out myself, right hey, Toronto, the city that hypocrisy built, or that yeah yes, um, I get it, but to be fair to Toronto, they did apologize later, like en mass during the game like they they all apologized apparently
2: Hope. the fans.
1: That were at the game.
2: collectively si-
1: chant? Ah, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't hear it. I just read it on Twitter. And I'm, I'm taking Twitter as but What canon. does that mean?
2: <laughs> no, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you still cheered for when a yeah, guy... Yeah, it's a ch- shitty thing to do. What do you t- want? Achilles. It's not no, good. No, it's not good. It, uh, it bothers It's a me. shitty
1: thing to do. And, you know, fan bases are very fickle. Uh, they are quick to forget. Um, I'm sure we've done things as a fan base that... Other fan bases are like, uh, do you guys not remember what happened? Like, we were quick to decry Toronto Maple Leafs fans for being like, weren't you the guys who threw your jerseys on the ice, put paper bags over your head, and sent death threats to James Reimer's wife? Oh, yeah, what's up? So, like, if you want to call us classless, maybe look at yourself in the mirror two seconds.
2: That's all I'm saying. You're right. Yes,
1: there are a lot of people that are classless, for sure. But not all of my people are classless.
2: No. No, I just thought it was funny to say that I have a problem with the country. And then the uh, part two. Okay, is this one worse? Ooh. I I it's got me heated. I don't even care about the sport. Wow, jeez. Okay, yes. Mitch. So what is a sport oh, that you God, care about Jesus. that I don't? Yes, okay, perfect. Let's
1: get into this because I have the opposite take as you.
2: Oh, Billy, let's oh, go, man.
1: So, this is so ridiculous. It
2: is the Women's World Cup, that correct? Is, is that what it's yes. called? <laughs> yes. Okay. The
1: premier soccer event for female soccer. Yes.
2: It's called the Women's World Cup. Okay. So Team USA, terrible men's soccer team, phenomenal women's soccer yep. team. They completely beat down Thailand. 13 yes. Okay. Where is the TV station TSN located?
1: In uh, Scarborough, which is just outside of Toronto. Canada, sorry, let me...
2: Canada, yeah. that's what I... I Don't need the specifics, just Canada. So that... They thought, like... You would have thought Team USA murdered someone on the field with how they reacted. They thought it was the worst thing in the entire world. They even went as far as... You would think that, that... Canadians would never do this. You would think this. that
1: Team USA had won the World Cup after beating the 37th ranked Finland, uh, Thailand 37 nothing. by the way they reacted after goal 9, 10, 11, 12,
2: 13, like a bunch of babies. It's the same thing. Like if you, if in baseball, like if you give up a home run and the what happens? Batter, bat yeah, flips, what happens there?
1: If you bat flip that, on a home run, what happens next? The next time you go up to bat, what's going to happen?
2: Well, the old curmudgeons are going to throw a ball at you. That's you.
1: right. You're going to get beat down by a ball because it's B.M. to do that. But, it's bad manners to do that.
2: Oh my God! Stop! It no, is. look. It's, it's the We
1: just we just confirmed that that is what has happened, and that's how players see this.
2: But part no part of the tournament is the number of goals you have, right? Goal differential. Yeah, a tiebreaker. So sure, isn't it? Wouldn't it be worse? It's actually more embarrassing for Thailand if US stopped playing. All together. The, well, just well, you're, you're debating two nothing. different
1: things now. You're debating the number of goals versus celebrating the number of goals. The argument that, that people are making against Team USA is not that they scored. is their reaction to after them scoring. It's fine if you beat Thailand 13-0. Listen, it's women's soccer. It's going to happen, just like women's hockey. There, there's wild swings and wild disparities between qualities and teams, which is why Team USA is ranked, what, second, maybe first in the world and Thailand is ranked oh, no. 37th. Like, there's a disparity there. So when they they're going to beat them by a handed score, 13 nothing. Yeah, it's embarrassing for them. But you know what's going to happen. But the fact that they celebrate like they won the World Cup four times in a row for goal
2: number 13 against Thailand is classless. They're having fun. You can have fun with their teammates. You can. Ha- they're not getting. They're not getting in Thailand's face. They're not involving what Thailand. What was that They're stupid fun with their bicycle
1: thing that she was doing on the ground? She laid on her back and started kicking like she's trying to attract an emu to her.
2: I don't know. I, the one that I saw was that the what's her name, Alex Morgan, was counting her goals. Yes, and they like they, they that's fine. I don't I don't really care about like, that. Like that, it's not really much of a celebration. You would have thought she was throwing up gang signs, by the way. TSN, yeah. Like, I they blurted out, Mitch. They blurted on their TV. They, <laughs> they put a black bar over them. We celebrating. are very sensitive people, all right?
1: And we don't take kindly to bad manners. You Americans can That's keep your bad wild. manners south of the border. We will be polite, upstanding people with respect. Thank you very much.
2: They still shook. They, did they n- not shake hands after the game? Yeah, so? Doesn't mean a Thailand
1: player can't go and punch the other one in the face for being a jerk because you scored 13. Yes, you're very good. Good job. You're very good. You need to celebrate like you just cured cancer. If you don't want to see the other team celebrate, don't let them score. Sure, fine. But you know damn well that they were going to score anyways. It's Thailand. It's Thailand. That's like saying the USA plays Italy in hockey, and they score the 14th goal, and they're out like doing slam dunks like it's a Carolina Hurricanes. So they're doing a storm surge on the ice, and you're like, well, that's perfectly fine. No, that's not perfectly fine. Come on, like, just play the game. Yes, you are a better quality team. We get that. You score the first one, let it out. You score five, let them all out. Once you hit like six or seven, you're like, all right, we're destroying this team. It's soccer. It's so- like you score four and you've, you've embarrassed them already. They scored more than three times that amount.
2: Okay. Let's. The Women's World yes. Cup. The World Cup is the biggest event for soccer. Now, I'm not a soccer you're, fan. I'm a. Yes, event. absolutely. Okay. So if you were playing. Yeah. On the biggest stage of soccer, where the most people are watching, and you score a goal, you're telling me you're not going to celebrate, the emotions aren't going to come over you, that you reach the point where you are playing on the biggest stage Mm -hmm. and the biggest event, and you're telling me that you're not going to celebrate your goal.
1: What I am saying is that once you've reached 13 times, you've probably composed yourself enough to realize, okay, well, you know, I've 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 scored enough. The other one had 5. She had 5 and she's still like, "Yes, chuck them up, baby." You got 5. You've let it out already. Just you're done. What else do you have to prove? There's nothing else to prove here. It doesn't make any sense. You can do it, fine, but it doesn't mean that I have to like it. And I can still say that it's bad manners. To be like, whoa, what's up? Let's do choreographed dance in front of Thailand's face. Now that we scored thirteen goals, come on! I hope the next team that plays the U.S. celebrates like Mad Men every time they score. I hope they get creamed the next
2: time. I can't wait. Well, they probably won't. They, they might they're not. They're probably going to win the whole yeah, thing. But they
1: might. They won the last one, didn't they?
2: Yeah, because the U.S. women's soccer is—they're very good. Phenomenal. They're very good, and Thailand is not. Unfortunately, I, I
1: hope I, Thailand redevelops their entire program and spanks them next time around.
2: I hope that happens. Is, is Canada in this thing? Yes, Canada's in this thing. I I will watch that game, and I hope they put up a million goals and dance every time. Canada, but they won't.
1: They won't. That doesn't happen because we are good mannered people with sensibilities and morals.
2: No, I hope. <laughs> I'm saying that. I'm saying that That's Team me U.S. generalizing plays 380 Canada. million people. I'm saying you got it backwards. I'm All saying right. that I hope Team US plays Team Canada, oh. puts up like a 10 spot and celebrates every single that's time. That's not going to happen. And TSN just probably like blows up and they oh, shut down. Oh, yeah, like, th- their,
1: their minds station. will melt. It's not going to yeah. happen. Like th- That's two very good teams facing off against each other. It's not going to happen. The last time that they faced off, the only reason the Canadians lost is because the Americans wa- They weren't as good. Well, no. The Americans were awarded a penalty on a dubious call by the referee for the goalie holding the ball 6 seconds.
2: Which is in the women's or the men's? In women's. Oh, okay.
1: Which is something that it's it's a law, so like it was it was just dubious because typically refs don't call that. But they did. You know, you can't be mad. They did and that's how the Americans won. So. Okay. We'll see that was all I had for the social segment because that was really getting oh up to me. God. We want to celebrate and do our cartwheels even after we've done it 13 times. Anyways, uh, this one comes from Nick Herschen, at Nick Herschen altogether, uh, who says uh, that face when Mike Milbury makes the Stanley Cup finals, but the Isles don't. And it's just a gif of Will Ferrell and Elf screaming, no, because we got to hear oh Mike God. Milbury, you know, talk about the Stanley Cup final because he's always got something important to say. Usually, yes. <laughs> something
2: usually that is terrible. And, and if, if you've
1: you had heard the name before, he's the guy who wrote We Want Fish Sticks. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh
2: and my second
1: one is from Over the Top Sports who has a screen capture here of there is an interview uh with Anders Lee on the Michael K show. And the pictures okay. that they had for Anders Lee was not Anders Lee. It was not I think it's a player for the Brooklyn Nets.
2: <laughs> Wait, are you yep. serious?
1: That one I didn't. No, let see. me send you the link here. So if you want to do it at Over the Top Sports, they set that out. That was today uh, at seven eight p.m. Uh, copy link. Let's send that over to you here, so you can see in real time. There's the link, my friend, and that is. The, I don't know what basketball player that is. I, I'm pretty sure it's the Brooklyn Nets based off of the the, the color of the uniform.
2: <laughs> I don't know who that is, but that's and it's funny. not
1: another guy called Anders Lee. This is very much supposed to be Anders Lee, like under the the, the, the name it says Islanders Left Wing at Lieber 09 That is our Anders Lee. This guy's not Anders Lee. So they got the, the graphics department got a little me- mixed up. Then it happens. It happens. Like so Michael K. Show does how many shows a day type of thing. I guess they do yeah. every day, but they're bound to do something. They do a show. every it's day It's bound to happen. Then this is not a major slip up
2: whatsoever. No. I just thought it was funny. Okay. So there you go. That is what we got for the social segment. So let's just do some plugs before we get out of here, Mitch. Wherever you're listening to this show, please make sure to uh, subscribe. (laughs) Oh, man. That Benadryl is getting to you. Rate, review, all that fun stuff so that you can help us out, help us reach more people. We really appreciate that. You can follow along with us on social media at Eyes on Isles FS on Twitter. My Twitter is at Matt O'Leary and why Mitch's is, is T-L-O-Mitch. You can like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Eyes on Isles. You can download our app, the Eyes on Isles app available on iPhone or Android. And as always, you can visit the website, com for all your New York Islanders needs. We also have a... Oh, yeah. And the Patreon. Yeah, there you go. If you're interested in extra content, so during the regular season, we do post-game shows. Five bucks a month gets you that access. But during the off-season, we do probably an extra two to three, sometimes four shows a week where we talk about different things. Uh, Like, for instance, we just graded the management in our most recent episode we have a mailbag that is coming out right after we finish recording this episode so if that's something of interest patreon.com slash eyes on beautiful and there it is my voice is oh really boy. about to go so we gotta wrap right. this up all right so thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 95 of the eyes on Isles podcast we'll be coming at you next week same time once again i'm matt o'leary he's mitch anderson we'll talk to you next time